The following program is presented by Atmark Media. Hey, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast and good friend of the Pro Wrestling Coalition Network, the PWC. Check out my podcast where all the podcasts are available, the Homeboy88 Podcast. Thank you. Down south slanging, rolling with these hustlers, trying to get rid of all you haters and you busted. Down south slanging, rolling with these hustlers, trying to get rid of all you haters and you busted. What's the sense of it all? Pimping powder and pussy trying to make some niggas lying. Whoa! Little tag team cohesion there from O'Reilly and Wagner. And no miscommunication. O'Reilly just wiped out Briggs, and that leaves Jensen all by himself, and he gets planted. Wagner answers the call tonight for he and his partner. Wait a minute, what's D'Angelo doing? He certainly did not appreciate the art, the crude artwork of Dexter Lewis. No, he was just returning that fond message. Great job by our official. Thumb in the eye, though. And a uh, thumb right to the eye. Blinding the version of Loomis. Center of the ring, and D'Angelo with the thumb to the eye steals one from Loomis. No way. No way. True powerhouse in the division. Handling business on her own. Double Samoan drop that. Just took out two women by herself. No way. No way! How the hell does he have that kind of power? Oh, from behind! Let's check Williams and Carmelo Hayes, the self-proclaimed A-champion. Certainly have a lot of history and some beef with Dexter Loomis. They're in a smile with Tony D'Angelo. Oh, That's the fix is in. Wait a minute. Oh! oh. This is getting messy. No, no, no. Not to Loomis's hand. No, no! Oh! And there's Johnny Gargano! Next to Lewis, my other poor commander. Who's the real winner, huh? Is it, is it over a card game? It's more than a card game, it's ego. That's what this is all about. Wayman Hudson with the scissors. Cut his fingers off. No. Oh my God.
drops three on him. One! First black! Joe just wiped out strong, and you gotta consider that an upset! How about this, Pete? You and me, we can run it back. And Johnny, you can get your title shot too. As a matter of fact, we'll do it at the same damn time. Okay. And let me let me sweeten the deal a little bit more now. We'll do it for the North American Championship. The A champion, I got it trick. The A championship, the most important championship on NXT because it's around my waist and we'll do it next week because when Melo shoots, Melo. Quinn into the cover and Quinn puts away Chase tonight. Mendoza! What's the meaning of this? Zion Quinn clearly not planning for this sneak attack. Oh, he's fighting the boys off though. Well, I got one good guess. Quinn doing his best, but this is two on one. Yeah, the one's winning right now. Zion Quinn doing all he can to fight off who got him. The Emperor is back. You talk about an opportunist, and now the three-on-one mugging from Legato del Fantasma. What a familiar sight.
like a motherfucker. Niggas service got a bottle, puss the niggas undercover. And I ain't stuck. Baby, make your leg bend. Yellow bitch, a red skin. And DC like a red skin. Come and give me head in. My youngest pop the lead in. Niggas swing your dread in. Oh, you want to tussle? We gon' see how niggas play it then. Down south slangin'. Pullin' with these hustlers. Tryin' get rid of all you haters and you busters. Down south slangin'. Pullin' with these hustlers. Tryin' to get rid of all you haters and you busters. Down south slangin'. Pullin' with these hustlers. Tryin' to get rid of all you haters and you busters. Down south slangin'. Pullin' with these hustlers. Down south slang, serving all these customers. Like Bill, I keep some pisky, but he clips like Rudy Hustle. On the real, you might get killed. Don't touch my tank, cause it's untouchable. Big Black, not know my hip, yeah. I'ma shoot that bitch, ain't cute, but she's still fuckable. Racks on racks, move packs, your packs at school, had packs like lunchables. So gas on gas, for fives and max. We bust out straps at constables. Had to toss my sack, no foam with them. On Adderall, but I'm still functional. Still aired out at a functional. That Draco so dysfunctional. Used to be a robber, Ebo, Nigel, boy, go ask why late. Yellow bone, a copter, give me sloppy topper as I lay. Pull up on the opera, chop a rocker, hit him while he lay. I spend some chips to get you killed, my crits gon' make you free to lay. Bang, we don't really tussle. If I can't get that thing in, then I'm not finna go club. Ever since my bro got killed, I can't trust shit, I can't trust nothing. Can't even trust my crits because of crook killed Nissy hustle. Down south slangin', rollin' with these hustlers. Tryin' get rid of all you haters and you busters. Down south slangin', rollin' with these hustlers. Tryin' to get rid of all you haters and you busters. Down south slangin', rollin' with these hustlers. Tryin' to get rid of all you haters and you busters. Down south slangin', rollin' with these hustlers. Tryin' to get rid of all you haters and you busters. Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hami Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hami Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off the top rope extras subscribe to our affiliate patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes vince russo's the brand the rip rogers fr podcast stevie ray tv goldilocks the a show with aaron stevens and april hunter the two-man power trip Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, the beautiful people. And now, the Larry Hankin stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordos Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at thebrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's got to be Russo'sBrand.com, bro. Again, we'd like to thank you for joining us here at HMG. And now it's time to be entertained.
And my co-host for the, for the evening, he's known as a doctor, I believe he also has a PhD, but better yet, he's one half of the four-man pillows, but not exactly one half, one quarter, should I say, <laughs> of the of the four pillows. Dr. Jeff Lippman, welcome to the show, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm just honored to be one of the throw pillows. I think it's really exciting. It's funny, I love it, man. The four pillows of wrestling, man. That's us. If we ever get merch, that's what it should be. It should start with the four pillows. Instead of like four fingers up, it should be four different kinds of pillows. Like ugly, like 1970s pillows. With with, with like saliva patches all all over. Like Carol Carol saliva, you mean drool? Yeah, yeah, drool, drool. (laughs) Yeah. You name it. Yellow patches, whatever you want, it'll be all over those pillows. But anyway, oh man, I digress. So conflict 2.0, the snore to bore no more, or is that it's sort of redundant, I guess. Well, by listening to you, Jeff, it seems like you really didn't enjoy it yourself. Me, on the other hand, I actually didn't mind the show, although I was kind of surprised to see Vinny Vegas tonight. I'm finding this whole NXT 2.0 thing to be very impact 2015-ish. Um, I mean, I've, I've said it, I've said it on Twitter, I've said it on other shows that th- this is this is a Petri dish for gimmicks. This is an audition show that's only thinly veiled as an episodic wrestling TV program. And if you're expecting like, you know, good episodic television, you're not going to get it here, but if you want to, you know, see some characters and, and find some gimmicks that you like, and hopefully the characters and the gimmicks match together, that, that you like them at the same time, because that's not always the case. Case in point, I like the Andre Chase gimmick. I don't like Andre Chase. Um, okay, interesting. 
yeah um but uh yeah but it's you know it's it it's not really doing it for me as as a television show but i i'm still intrigued by it because i, I do want to see these gimmicks and and then they're then they do have these through lines that that are trying to carry the show like toxic attraction um okay. well, you know well. Cameron Grimes, they're trying to get the, the way, uh, you know, L.A. Knight. Um, so, uh, you know, they're, they're, and it's, it's you know, the older guys, Champa, you know, sort of like the player coaches. Um, there are the through lines that are going to sort of keep stories going. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I have a question for you, though. Do you, that? Re- do you remember what is the NXT average viewer's age? Wasn't it? Uh, I believe over fifty. Yep, it, it was. It was in the it was in the mid fifties, basically. Was right, their right. average viewer age, and it's overwhelmingly which gender? Males, obviously. <laughs> right. And what are we told the demos are for all the time? All we hear about are demos, 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 demos. What are we told the demos are for? <laughs> well, uh, you tell me. What are the demos for, really? I mean, what's the big deal? It, yeah, in my well, opinion, like really. Well, forget about our opinions. I mean, what we are told. Let, let's just let's just pretend that we're both Dave Meltzer. What <laughs> what does he tell us that the demos are for? Well, it's pra- practically he pretty much uh, says it like it's a win if you get these demos, dude. But why? Why is it a win? Why is it a win? <laughs> you tell me. Okay, I will tell you because. That's what he says advertisers are looking oh, that's for right, right. when they right. place the ads. They want to place certain ads to match those demos. And theory goes that the 18 to 49 demo is coveted, not as much as the 18 to 30 or 34 demo, because that's who buy stuff. But since we know what the NXT audience is, which is 50 and older and overwhelmingly male, you should see things that, 50 plus males would be interested. So the commercials, if the demos really mattered, what kind of commercials would you expect to see for a 50 and plus male audience? Well, car car advertisements say uh, all, right. all sorts of stuff. More more in the in terms of like buying stuff, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So it could be anything. Yeah, sturdy American cars, you know, right. family cars. Uh, insurance products, insurance. maybe financial products, investment advice, uh, maybe, maybe some uh, life insurance devices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Timeshares, you know, maybe you know cruises, you know, where you, so you can take the grandkids to something <laughs> that's that's relatively cheap and you can go see lots of places. Right. Vitamins, perhaps supplements. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, wheat-based cereals, <laughs> you know, things like that. <laughs> let, let me go through the the commercials I saw. And I went back and I took out all the ones that were for Peacock and Comcast Universal family of programs. Because I figured self-advertising probably is a cross-board on shows. I might be wrong about that, but I didn't want to say Chucky and People's Choice Awards and the Nash <laughs> Bridges movie and stuff like that. Because just in case that they run those equally on every show. Right. So here we go. You know what what men over 50 love? Taco Bell. (laughs) Let me tell you, I had Taco Bell once three years ago, and I'm like, that was freaking delicious. And three hours later, I'm like, I'm never getting Taco Bell again. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> Alexa. Uh, right. Probably yeah, maybe, trends maybe, younger, right. but, but not a question. Pizza Hut, see yeah. Taco Bell. Goldfish, right. the snacks. Okay. <laughs> okay. Weiss Supermarkets. Uh, BGE right. Smart Energy for an elect, you know, a completely in sync home. Right. Again, like Alexa, That's... maybe, but probably trending a little bit younger. Um, the movie West Side Story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know any 50 something male that watches wrestling that has any interest in seeing the movie West Side Story. Um, oh, Walmart. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. That's Maybe for women yep. over 50. <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> Burger King, <laughs> Rice Krispie Treats. Hey, that lowers cholesterol. Right, right. Ragu, ragu sauce can be for anyone. Right. Charmin, God knows we love our soft toilet paper, so I'll give him this one. <laughs> T-Mobile, Metro by oh. T-Mobile, which, I mean, listen, maybe, but I'm thinking that, you know, getting new cell phones is sort of like a kid's thing, and yeah. T-Mobile is like the cheapest brand. Something called Framebridge, which, as I understand it, is sort of like electronic frames where you can tailor the, the photos or the images that are uh, in, the, in the frame. Right. So, you know, I mean, that could be for anybody, but I would think that that would appeal more to, like, the same person who, like, buys the home goods and the furnishings. So, and, in other words, women? Uh, <laughs> you know, probably so. Probably not the 50-something-year-old male recipe. Right. Two different Olay commercials targeted for women, women's products. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. You know, okay, everyone likes Dunkin' Donuts, but it was it was especially their little pancakes they're having for the season, which is for <laughs> kids. <laughs> little Caesars. Uh, Uber Eats. Lots of commercials for Uber Eats and Uber Delivers. You know, the, the uh, um, Elton John and Little <laughs> Naz Baby or whatever, whoever that is. Commercials. <laughs> Dairy Queen. <laughs> Hometown Hub, which is, I guess, like an app where you can see like... Uh, like a like a little commercial for your home city or whatever city you're in. Like when you go to a hotel and it says like sites around town, right. basically it's like that. So if like you're a tourist or you don't know where to go or whatever, I suppose that could be something for someone over 50, but it seems to me that'd be something that like a 30 year old would look at to say, hey, we want to check out something new. Um, Xfinity Home. Okay, that's sort of for everyone, but you know, sort of like that that smart energy and, and the Alexa thing. Universal Resorts, maybe. trends a little bit younger people with younger kids, but maybe TikTok. Oh, that's definitely over fifties. And Kim Crawford Wines, whoever Kim Crawford is. <laughs> uh, but it was it was a woman help? going through a women's salon drinking wine <laughs> in front of all the other women looking. So obviously, these commercials are not tailored towards the NXT audience, which sort of puts a giant gaping hole in this whole demos are all important thing. And I've been telling people for months that on major networks and, and for certain major programs, demos probably do matter. But when you're talking about a basic cable package, which is where in the US, where TNT is and USA is and FS1, you know, and, and, all, and all the channels that we typically are talking about with regards to wrestling, advertisers buy blocks. They tell you what the budget is. They tell you how much they want in prime time and how much they want in certain places. If something offensive happens, like like the Nick Gage thing with Domino's Pizza, they may say pull our ads from Domino's or from you know from wrestling. 
And TNT says, fine. And they, you know, they move it on to, you know, the, you know, another, you know, primetime show. But they buy in blocks. Nobody's saying, give me Dynamite or give me NXT. So it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you Ah, see Raw and you see this is sponsored by Cricket or this segment is sponsored by Progressive. That's different. Yeah, they're, that's an in-show sponsor, and they're right, looking right. through that show with particularity. Right, right. Um, but, you know, you don't really see much of that in NXT, and I don't really remember seeing any of that in Dynamite or or uh, Rampage either. Um, Good point. So I don't I, think they have. No. Yeah, so I, I just, you know, listen, I was just going through this, and as I was going through I'm like, there is no obvious age group that they're that these are tailored to. This is all over the place, and if anything, it was sort of trending younger and female than <laughs> older and male. Uh, and if anything, also kids and, you know, not to be too gender biased here, but usually moms are the ones that are buying the stuff for the kids too. Right, right. Uh, at least day-to-day food. So anyway, I, I just thought that, that was interesting. I'm going to try to be mindful of doing this is. This is a segment that I'm debuting here for the PWC <laughs> audience, and I imagine at Mark Media as well. Yeah, um, is, is this also going to go on Hameen Media Group, or is this going to be a, a PWC at Mark exclusive? This one's a PWC at Mark exclusive. Wow, exclusive <laughs> content. Even, even my own shows have it. Even Hammerlock Hangover hasn't gotten this, this segment yet <laughs> because it didn't occur to me until then. So. <laughs> I just thought that might be interesting for all the viewers out there, listeners going, demos, 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 demos. Do it yourself. Tomorrow night's dynamite. Write down the different commercials and you tell me if you, you see anything that, that says, yep, they're they're definitely catering to 28-year-old men. Well, it's interesting because from looking at my commercials and I'm looking at the Australian feed on my cable uh, platform, it was weird. The, 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 the commercials on there was like... Uh, like boxer briefs, right? Mm-hmm. That's showing the bulge literally on the camera. Like, I'm like, why do I want to see your friggin' package, a male's package, right in my were face? You oh, very. I mean, these guys were like, <laughs> you know, these guys were packing, man. No, no, no. Are, you, are you raisins or cantaloupes? <laughs> that, I'm definitely cantaloupes, all right? No raisins okay. over here. It's funny you bring that up because he was a fellow uh, Australian, but we'll get to that point. But, um, yeah, man, and, and just the thing is, right, because the time, obviously the time difference, for me, to, watching NXT, it started at 12 midday, right on lunchtime, right? So really, I mean, kids are at school mm-hmm. for us, um, even though the holidays are coming up for them. Uh, I guess, you know, a lot of people are at work too. I mean, I don't know who's watching other than like, you know, wives that are stuck at home watching their daytime soapies. People work night shift. Well, yeah, of course. But, you know, I'm just going by the status quo, right? Most criminals. people. Oh, yeah, criminals. That's true. But criminals are more than likely probably <laughs> maybe sleeping <laughs> during the day yeah. if, they're, if they're night, if they're like, you know, night people. Well, anyway, the point is, I don't even know who they were, who they were advertising to but because... I don't know if anyone's watching, but then in saying that, the ratings can't be too bad if the content is still on TV, right? So it is what it is. But uh, yeah, it's interesting, man, because one thing I've noticed when I watch American feeds, right, and Mm -hmm. I pay attention to the commercials, what I see the most on American television is food commercials, 
by a mile, man. I'm always starving watching that, man. I'm like, yeah. Christ's sake, every second commercial is a food one. Or life insurance and car insurance. That's practically yeah. what I see all the time. That that's that's because we eat bad food and have heart attacks while driving <laughs> and crash our cars. That's that. what we do. It that, that that that's what we do in America. <laughs> oh jeez, that's our that, that's our well, hobby. Well, get this, Jeff. We're the second fattest country in the world, so we're right behind you, bro. <laughs> Wait wait, 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 I thought Germany was the second fattest Oh, country. they might have overtaken us, maybe, but we were second at one stage. Yeah, I want to look that up. Yeah, you need to look into that, because I'm pretty sure the, the, the Germans, God bless them, have, <laughs> have passed out, which is good. It's 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 good to see the Germans finally getting lazy, because <laughs> really, I don't think we could stand another, Germans, another century of, of Germans being ambitious. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Hey, I mean, wow. if you want, if you want to be technical, it's about twenty five hundred years of Germans being ambitious. Um, <laughs> so it's about time they got fat. Well, get this, Jeff. Yeah. Before we continue, guess who the fattest countries in the world are? Uh, the United States of America. The United States of America. The United States of America. No, um, you'll be surprised. It actually isn't. First country uh, is Nauru. Where, where? Nauru, which is close to Australia. It's actually sort okay. of part Listen, of a straight, yeah. Nauru is a planet in the Tatooine system. <laughs> well, the obesity rate, right? Obviously, they don't have a big uh, population, but that's not the point. 61% of wow. the country are fat. Wow. That's pretty bad, dude. Number well, two. How many people are in the country? 61? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. <laughs> Number two is Cook Islands at 55%. Okay. But, but more importantly, the United States is the 12th fattest country, which is at uh, 36%. That's a lot. That's that's a lot. And Australia is 27 in the world at 29%. Is Germany ahead of you, fellas? Um, no, I believe not. I don't see. Where's Germany? What about the Russians? Are they getting fatter? I'll get to that. And I still haven't found Russia or Germany for that matter. It's good to know that Greece is is like fifty four, <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, Greece. I thought all you did was eat the Greek yogurt and fish. Well, yeah, hence why when I guess then we're not as fat over there. But unlike me, being from over here, being Greek and being from Australia, well, that changes I, I things. It, but fifty four is not that impressive. I mean, there's like two hundred countries in the world, especially if you're counting Nauru. So, uh, I mean, Greece, that, that, that's pretty fat at 54. Actually, yeah, that's kind of fat. 24% of the country is fat. <laughs> Where the hell is freaking Germany? i got to find Germany. I must not be looking properly, but that's, I'm surprised Turkey is pretty high even. Then again, they do love their kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it, it is whatever. I cannot find Germany. Where is Germany? <laughs> The Czech Republic right. is right up there too, believe it or not. Our Salvador, Spain, where's Germany? Russia, number 70 in the world at 23%. Okay. Germany, 79 in the world at 22%. All right, well, who is, who's the top 10? Top 10, all right, let me read the top 10. So number one, like I said earlier, Nauru at 61%. Number two, Cook Islands at 55%. Number three, Palau. Where's Palau? At fifty-five percent, do you know? This, these, this is the, yeah. These, these are all by you. This is all like the South Pacific and and yeah, Polynesia. Actually, is number four Marshall Islands at fifty-two percent. Number five 
Tuvalu number f- at 51%. Number six, I, I don't know how to pronounce this. Niu, it's it's spelled N-I-U-E. How would you pronounce that? Nui? N-I-U-E? Yeah. Yeah, Nui, I guess. Sure. I mean, I've never... These almost be islands. I mean, it must be the Anoa'i family breeding. Well, I'll get to that one. So that's number six at 50%. Number seven, Tonga at 48%. You know we're getting close to Samoa here. Number eight, Samoa at 47%. Number nine... Kiribati at 46%. And then at number 10, I've never heard of this place, Federated States of Micronesia. I know Micronesia, but Federated States of Micronesia at 45%. Oh, that, that, that is Micronesia. It's, it's the, that's the formal name. Okay, fair enough. Well, there, yeah, that's your top 10. Pretty much all of the Pacific Islands other than Australia and New Zealand. Okay. Well, uh, I, I don't know what folks are eating there, but obviously it's... <laughs> processed food and they're they're obviously not living off the sea um you'd think they would right (laughs) uh, well i don't know i mean i you know whenever i see hear news about that part of the world doesn't surprise me that they have to export all the the you know the good food out to make money and probably all they're eating is crap i mean i think aren't these just basically sort of glorified welfare states are basically like like almost like native american reservations uh, in the U.S., that you know, the very poor conditions, they're heavily subsidized and been basically their their uh, resources have been raped, pillaged, and and absconded with, and they're just sort of left with the you know dregs, and the ones that are left with natural beauty, you know, uh, you know, are owned by Hilton or Marriott. Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't say the main Pacific countries like Samoa, or I don't know about America, Samoa, that might be different, yeah. <laughs> but it's Western Samoa, you know, the the one that's actually independent, uh, I, I think it's pretty beautiful over there generally. Cook Island, same thing. I think well, beautiful the- and rich are two different things. Or beautiful right. and having resources are different things. I mean, t- trees and flowers are beautiful, but you can't really right. sell them. Well, true. I mean, it depends, but true. But in saying that, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I could have sworn I remember Australia and, and the States being in the top 10. I don't know. Maybe we're slimming out, Jeff. <laughs> maybe so. Or maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe you were looking at the top fat islands in the world. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, this is, the, look, my source is Wikipedia. I don't think it will be wrong. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? I don't think so. But it, it surprised me. Basically, all the Pacific Islands, uh, other than Australia and New Zealand, are the fattest. Okay, well, cool. All right, well, folks, that was our next <laughs> So make sure to tune into the conflict next week. <laughs> Don't worry about the conflict. This is called the fat, the fat show. We talked to you about the disputed islands between Japan and Russia and <laughs> and, and the fat content in, in uh, the, the Frisian Islands. Oh, uh, man, that was good. At least, we, hey, at least we're educational, Jeff. At least, yeah, we, we certainly are. Um, I don't know, maybe we left them more questions than answers, but that's fine. They'll, they'll tune in next week and, and we'll, we'll fill in the blanks. Anyway. So, NXT opens up with Tony D'Angelo. He's coming to the ring. He's, he's you know, they're making, talk, making allusions about what he did last week, right? He's doing his mafia stuff. He's got his track suit on. They're talking about how he, you know, gave a 
dead fish to Indy Hartwell as a message to, to her husband and uh, Wade Barrett <laughs> is saying, no, well, maybe he just, maybe they just like ceviche or sushi or something. It's a nice, <laughs> nice, nice dinner gift. Oh, uh, Dexter Loomis comes in. Um, he unveils a picture he drew of uh, Tony D'Angelo sleeping in a bed with a dead fish at the bottom of the ocean, um, sleeping with the fishes. Very, very clever. Tony D'Angelo is being the chicken shit heel, a little cocky. He's uh, doing the heel tactics. Um, he does a thumb to the eye. He hits his finisher. And Tony D'Angelo with, uh, you know, what what is billed as a upset win, but he's the one in his 20s and Dexter Loomis is the one who's 38. So wow, this is NXT 2, yeah, 2.0. So there we go. Um, immediately after the D'Angelo win, Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes run in. I, I guess they have a grudge against Loomis for scaring them in the haunted house or <laughs> something like that. Um, and they attack Loomis. They give him the old beat down two and one. Then they put his chair in a hand. Uh, I mean, it's, I'm sorry, his hand in a chair. Uh, and they basically do a like a concerto kind of thing. But uh, Carmelo Hayes jumps from the top rope and does sort of like the coup de grace. Uh, you know, injuring Loomis's hand. Loomis, in true character, doesn't make any sound. He does it all silently, rolls up, but obviously his hand is grimacing. Then Gargano and the refs come in to make a rescue. Little late there, champ. Yeah. Um, Johnny G calls out Carmelo, Carmelo Hayes now, says, you know, it's now it's personal. You've gone after the wrong son-in-law. Now you've gone after my family. It's not just about the North American title. Blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if you want to talk about this match at all or just the uh, fallout of it. Well, I just, well, yeah, the match. Look, it surprised me that what's going on with Dexter Loomis, man. Uh, look, I've been guilty of not paying attention to NXT too much lately, right? But I've been wanting to. But boy, it doesn't seem like he's gone straight down the tube. I mean, what's what's happening with him? Uh, well, I, I think that they have a bunch of people there that they're keeping there sort of to keep storylines going and to sort of coach up some of the younger people. I think that all of them probably are there uh, either because they agreed not to be released um, uh -huh. or because they know that in six to eight months, they'll be called up to the main roster for, you know, better things. I, you know, once some of these other folks get some seasoning or whatever the case may be, but um you know, I think he's there to be the, the tough out. I mean, NXT 2.0 is about people who are under 3.0, uh, not people who are over 3.0. Nice. So, Very nice. Think, played. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, anyway, as Gargano is talking, Pete Dunn comes out and immediately nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he only has one shirt. Uh, he only wears it one, one way. Um, he's like sort of like a jerky face you know yeah. they're definitely turning him face-ish uh anyway he's talking to gargano why do you think you get a, a title shot why you know you try to make a personal come up here and use an excuse to get your title shot i have a win against carmelo hayes it should be pete dunn that, that, that's getting the shot and then carmelo and trick they're up in you know i guess i'll call it a balcony or mezzanine uh, above commentary in the crowd there and trick williams is saying hey look who it is a uh, snow white she's missing a couple of dwarves <laughs> Mean meanwhile carmelo hayes is the same height as both of these guys if not really? shorter 
No, they look pretty tall. I don't know if it was the camera angles, but... Well, well Trick Williams is probably 5'11". He's hideously wow. thin. Wow. But, uh, I mean, he's, he's not cheeseburger thin, but he's, he's huh. you know, he's maybe double cheeseburger thin. <laughs> um, but Carmelo Hayes is maybe 5'6 or 5'7". I mean, no. Johnny Gargano's probably 5'7". Pete Dunn's probably about 5'8". Anyway, Carmelo Hayes, because he's got it all figured out and because when he takes his shot, he don't miss. He, he'll give them both a title shot, but at the same time, next week it's going to be a fatal three-way or a triple threat match for the North American Championship next week on NXT. So not really sure why he's dictating the terms and, and making the terms that the, that the match can end without him even being figured into it. Um, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> out of all of these guys, the only one that I care about even a little bit is Carmelo Hayes because he's got some charisma to him. He's, he's sort of Definitely. interesting. Even though he's a little guy, he, I, he's got that sort of that, that um, Errol Flynn, Carrie Hewley's from uh, The Princess Bride kind of cocky facial expression kind of thing going on. Um, sort of like the, the Giancarlo Esposito in, in Breaking Bad kind of expression. Absolutely, right, right. He's got. He could do both face and heel. He's, he's so, and he's very athletic. Trick Williams. I mean, as soon as Vince says no one under six to uh, two thirty, and then they start pushing this guy, I you know I'm I'm more confused than ever. Not just because of him, but also some of the other releases. But we can we can entire weeks can be devoted to me to my confusion. Um, we then see Diamond Mine there training there uh, malcolm bivens is giving a speech about how good diamond mine is and tonight you're going to see all of them together working as a team um except it's not going to involve involve ivory nile and it's not going to involve suzuki uh it's just going to be three out of the five of them but all together working for a team and they get interrupted by joe gacy who's talking about something not Harland. Where's Harland? Harland hasn't been around for three weeks. Nobody's saying anything about Harland. I don't know what's going on. All, all I heard was Parker Boudreaux for two years. Parker Boudreaux, Parker right. Boudreaux. Absolutely, it's true. We got a pretty intriguing debut by him, and then after that, it got a little bit weird and a little bit tentative, so I don't know if they're pulling him back um, to retraining or giving him active lessons or, or if there's some other issue involved. But anyway... Uh, Diamond Mine or Malcolm Bivens says, Joe Gacy, it, we're going to have some tryouts in a few weeks if you're interested in being part of Diamond Mine. It's going to cost you $837.50, yeah. no refunds. Here's my number. You can give me a call. And Joe Gacy's like, thanks. I was hoping you'd say that. Thank you for your generosity. I have no idea what any of this was about. Neither do I, to be honest with you. But I just want to say you're right about Kamala Hayes. He's only 5 foot 10, which surprised me. <laughs> he is not 5 foot 10. He's five foot ten. That's you and I are five foot ten. He's yes. he's he's he might be five foot five. Wow. He's well, closer to his, five five than he is five ten. Well, that's his build height. So you know, and that, well, and that what, means what, bullshit. So well, what do they build Pete Dunne and Johnny Gargano as? I bet you five ten as well. Well, you don't need to bet me. You you just searched your little right. hand device there. Right. I'll check it out anyway. But I'm put down sure. your device and pick up your phone. Yeah. True. <laughs> it is my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? Uh, they built Pete Dunn as like six foot, I think. 
possibly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. So now you know, well, we know Pete Dunn is top tops five nine, probably closer to five eight. So let's take we'll take three inches off of him and take three inches off of Carmelo uh Hayes five ten, so five seven and probably five six. That's pathetic. And also I want to mention about this little uh segment. Why was Please? I think yeah, what was I thinking I was seeing Bad News Brown? I don't know. I you you texted me like Brad Bad News Brown, and I don't even know who you were talking about. I mean the Creed brothers are both very white, and Roderick Strong is freaking Roderick Their Strong. Their manager, their manager, whoever he is. Malcolm Bivens? That's He's it, Malcolm Bivens. No, I know, but he just sort of reminds me of uh, Banyu's Brown. Just the look of him. Ed- edit this out. <laughs> really? Edit this out. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> Maybe I should. I'm not trying to be racist here. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? When you're saying I'm not trying to be racist, it usually means you are. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you're a character. But anyway, move on. Let's move on. Yeah, please. Um, we get an L.A. Knight promo, and he's talking about how he's a star and he's done this, and he's the only mega star. Uh, and, you know, he's basically directing it towards Grayson Waller, who's sort of trying to steal his limelight and steal his thunder. He does nothing, and he tries to be the host of Halloween Havoc because that was a big marquee. Oh, yeah. And the strange thing is then we go to a Grayson Waller promo where he's basically saying, hey, I didn't need to do anything to get this job. I didn't need to drive 500 miles to do a uh, do a gym job for $22, a hot dog and a free drink. <laughs> I, I just I was on a reality show. WWE called me. I didn't do anything. And here I am. I'm a star already. So it's like Grayson Waller is the one that's turning heel and LA Knight is the one that's going to turn face, which I mean, I guess is fine. But I mean, Grayson Waller was supposed to be the the face and LA Knight was supposed to be the heel. Um, it's harder to get over as a face. Maybe that's why they're doing it. They're trying to get the young guys to be able to get over as heels and then they can work their way into being faces. Um, but I mean, LA Knight can do both, but he's so good as a heel. I mean, this, he is. But this, this, this is just a waste. Um, and I've no interest in Grayson Waller. Um, out of this, out of everyone that we've seen so far, I'm only interested a little bit. I'm interested in Dexter Loomis. I'm interested in Tony D'Angelo. I'm interested in Carmelo Hayes. Uh, I am interested in the Creed brothers. I like Malcolm Bivens. I'm interested in Ivy Nile, even though we didn't really see her. I'm a little interested in Joe Gacy, but I, I, I like sometimes I don't know what the hell it's all about. Like, uh, but I'm, uh, I'll, I'll get, I'll give him a chance. Everyone else so far, they can all be future endeavored. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. I want to say I like Tony D'Angelo. You know what? Yeah. I, I actually like him. I, I know why, because he looks like you. <laughs> well, maybe. But you know what, man? Be careful, because he might become the next Brooklyn Brawler. Don't be surprised. Brooklyn Brawler had a 20-year career. Absolutely. Hey, he was probably the biggest star that was ever a jobber. Let's be honest. He's 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 up there i mean he's he's definitely in the in the pantheon he's he's on the mount rushmore of <laughs> and then the genius maybe <laughs> well you, you know about me and lani Poffo. <laughs> well yes my, I, my, I don't my, i didn't want to mention rival. Rival. <laughs> your my rival that's my, the best dude that's awesome right. anyway. he found him, he found himself some 22 year old down there really so. Well, I don't know. She looks, she looks, I mean, 22. Can I ask, can I ask, and if uh, you want me to 
Oh, anyway, look, can I ask, was he stalking your woman in Venezuela? Yes. No um, way. Well, well, no, she was in Ecuador, but no, was he stalking? I mean, Ecuador. What did I say Venezuela? Anyway, yeah, Ecuador. Sorry, I knew she's Ecuadorian, but was he? Physically, no. no but he would call and stuff. Wow. That's crazy. Say, so why don't you come to Quito? Why don't you come to Quito? Jesus Christ. Hey, Lenny. Get out of here, man. All right. Jesus Christ. Right. We can double. We can double that now. It's fine. It's all, it's all good. Listen, oh, no man. matter what, he's still macho man Randy Savage's brother. No, I, no I, doubt. There's, Absolutely. I, there's there's only there's only I, I can't get angry. I just can't. I can't do it. And well, you know, that's fair enough. I mean, anyway, he had no chance in hell getting your woman, let's be honest. But in saying that, I'm number right. three, yeah, of course, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not angry either. I mean, I, I snicker at that. It's 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 a, it's a fun story. I mean, more people should know about me and follow me, absolutely, um, absolutely. And it's a true story, mind you. And and I saw that video of you know the interview, and it was disturbing me. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. So <laughs> the, the creepy factor is very high, it's, it's Lorenzo Lamas levels. Oh. <laughs> 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 on, 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 on the creepy scale, it, it hit the it, uh, the Loren, it, it hit Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant, man! That is brilliant. That is awesome. Oh, yeah, that threw I, me right off. Damn it! Anyway, I, I, I mean, above Lorenzo Lamas, I think the only one there is um, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Not Harvey Weinstein. No. Uh, wait, yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, the one that's yeah. uh, the. The, the, the Hollywood producer, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah, Broadway yeah. dude. Right, right. Um, the one that was, uh, yeah. you know, getting with women yeah. or, you know, actresses, yeah. should I say. But to complete the Mount Rushmore of the jobbers, I want to say Barry Horowitz, number three. Barry Horowitz, yeah, he, he fits in there. SD Jones probably can make a case. Sorry about the background noise, by the way. That's okay. Um, that's not me. Nigeria maybe could be in there. Uh, Israel Matia was his name, Rene Goulet. Oh, yeah. Is the ice cream man there? Uh, It's it's Dee's phone, just quietly, but she's fallen asleep. Oh, Dee. She's fallen asleep and her phone's on loud. Awesome. Anyway, let's continue. All right. So Diamond Mine, all of them, mind you, all of them are there in a six-man match. So there's only three of them. Um, and it's the Creed brothers and Roderick Strong against Jack at Time, a team I absolutely despise. I hate this icky, icky, icky Ron, Jiro, whatever his name is with the jacket. It's stupid. Oh. I see him. I, first of all, I always think it's a she. Whenever I see, <laughs> whenever I see him first, uh, then I remember it's a he's a guy, which you know really shouldn't be neither here nor there. But I'm sorry, it's, it's a shim. It's a shim. Um, and his partner is Kushida, who was finally getting cool and getting interesting. I know. I feel and then so they reverted sorry. him back to this Marty McFly idiotic. Nonsense. I love that aggressive new Kushida that, that they were trying to portray. Why are they going back to the Marty McFly Kushida? I don't get it, man. Because Kushida is one of those guys that's just there to be a story bridge to put younger people over. He's just there as a player coach. And and let me ask you a question, Jeff. Who the hell is this other Japanese guy with the jacket, man? I've never seen him before. You mean the one that was just waxing about for three right. minutes saying how I hate him and I right, don't know right. his name? And that one. No, I think it's a woman. The, That's the, right. I, the Shim. I, I, have no, 
I have no idea. Maybe we need to uh, give a lifeline and call out Jargo. Maybe he, maybe he we can. We should. And I'm a fan of Japanese wrestling, and I don't even know who the hell this guy is. Well, I am not, and this is <laughs> this is because I think all the Japanese wrestlers look and act like this guy. Because I know the guy that had the the cat Daryl, and I know Yano. Hey, he's and, good, man. If you actually look, go oh, out of your just, way, I'm telling you, dude. Stop. Oh just, god, please, just please stop. <laughs> Jago is gonna kill you now. I don't care. <laughs> That's his favorite wrestler, dude. I Hiromu Takahashi is his name. Remember the name. I don't care. <laughs> Tanahashi looks like a, a giant anime. <laughs> The, the 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 whole the whole genre is is just some sort of strange, well, moronic thing. Well, <laughs> well, just for our listeners, it's not me saying this stuff. It's Mr. Jeff Limpin, not me, not Jimmy T. Jeff Limpin. Right, well, you, yeah, you well, you had the bad news brown stuff. So <laughs> this is yeah. I, 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 all right, it's I, one all. It's one all, Jeff. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the tie because I hate Yoshi wrestling. Also, I think <laughs> I think I think it's cosplaying of of women's wrestling. It's it's wow. like the Japanese version of Glow. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. All right. Well, Odyssey Jones is their partner. Um, so out of this group, I'm definitely interested in the Creed brothers. I'm interested in Odyssey Jones. Not that Jack of Time, Roderick Strong can fuck all the way off, and he Oof. should take he should take his friend Kyle with them, and they should. Go become the new good brothers for the elite. Or they can um, become the disputed era. I don't care what they call themselves. They, <laughs> they, they, they can call them the, the the uncontested time. I don't care what they call themselves. <laughs> oh, Jeff, mate. You're on fire tonight, man. Jesus Christ. You're absolutely bearing the Oh, my the God. Whole- I got it. They get uncontested time infinitum. UTI. <laughs> urinary tract infection. Oh. <laughs> Because that's what they give me when they're on TV. Oh, um, no. Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> anyway, the faces win. Odyssey Jones does a giant splash on Roderick Strong, who hurt himself doing, you know, sort of like a uh, a backbreaker fall away suplex on Odyssey Jones, which is really ill-advised because Odyssey Jones is, you know, like 350 pounds and Roderick Strong's like 150 pounds. Um, anyway, so Odyssey Jones gets the win, probably a little bit of a surprise. So I guess we're going to see more of this swell. Swell indeed. Yeah. Then we have the grizzled young veterans who are now doing comedy skits. Um, two guys have no personalities and they're trying to get them to do comedy. Anyway, they are pretending to be the tag team champions and they have secured the women's NXT tag team title belts to call one of their grandmothers so that she'll be proud of them. And when they walk away, um, you see like a whiteboard with Operation Long Con Granny. I saw that. And what what the hell was on the couch? I have no idea. Just... (laughs) I, I don't know. All I know is that this story is that they're trying to con their grandmother and they think that they're funny. And like last week, they were like going to be stealing food from people so they could eat for free. I mean, so like their new gimmick is to be petty cons. And I, I, I don't I don't understand. Before they were the grizzled young veterans, you know, old school wrestlers. This, this is what they came up with, that, that they're like common. I mean, are they going to yeah. start like reciting lines from the, the movie Oliver? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. but you know what's funny i never realized they were actually they had the women's tag belts i actually didn't pick up on that which now even disturbs me even more 
I mean, maybe they should be called the grizzled young pedos. I mean, I, I don't know, <laughs> dude. I well, mean, I mean they are the women's tag team titles. They're not. They're not like the children's tag team. Titles. <laughs> True. It might as well <laughs> be since there's paint all over the place. It's not the. It's not the junior division. I mean, <laughs> even Cora Jade, I think, is nineteen. Oh, um, it's not so, the junior division. I like it a lot. That one's good. I, I just think that you know, pedo or pedo should be reserved, but for okay. So anyway, so NSK <laughs> is still traveling. For the life of me, they've been doing these segments for three weeks. I'm not exactly sure why, but this reminds me so much of the Rascals segments from Impact. You too. Uh, but I, I don't know the where, where they're traveling to. Uh, apparently, they were flying somewhere. One of them got a bunch of upgrades and changed his flight. Uh, the story was very disjointed. The point is, is that they're trying to meet the shaman who is a tag team shaman who's going to teach them away. And I'm thinking... Who's the tag team shaman? I'm like, well, Cesaro's on the main roster. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard are both in AW. Bobby Eaton's dead. Right. Um, <laughs> Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton are still doing the indie scene and are still loosely tied with AEW. I mean, what are they going to do? Get Ole Anderson out? Nobody likes Ole Anderson. Nobody remembers Ole Anderson. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, Sean Michaels works there, so they don't need to look for him, and he's more of a solo star. Marty Gennetti? Yeah, Marty Gennetti. He can also hook them up with, with different drugs than what they're used to. And I women? just don't know what it is. You know what my hope is? Because I happen to know someone who was a pretty darn good tag team wrestler and still is, and could be called the, a shaman of sorts, and is close enough to the real thing. And, and recently, one of his prime sources of, of wrestling work um, stopped stop major operations it could be pj black known formally as justin gabriel maybe hey it would have surprised me you know if he ends up back in WWE. it really wouldn't well it wouldn't have until frankie monet got released because john morrison is one of his best friends right uh, but then when frankie monet gets released and clearly not happy about it i mean would you sign i don't know i mean i guess yeah, if that's your best opportunity, because I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, when you work Ring of Honor, you don't only work Ring of Honor, but it, right. it, it probably is. It's like your anchor income, I would imagine. Um, and you build from that um, anchor income. Uh, I'm stealing like a commercial real estate term like this <laughs> anchor tenant when you're a shopping center. The, the grocery store, that's the anchor tenant, or the right, Macy's, right. that's the anchor tenant. Then there's usually the second, you know, then you've got your other secondary anchors. You've got like the usually the drugstore and the bank. Right, and then, right, then right. you've got like the, the Chinese takeout place, the pizza yeah, place, yeah, yeah. the dry cleaner, the <laughs> two hair salons, the nail place, you know, and, and you know, all, all those are. But the, the anchor tenant is the big tenant. So, um, that you, the, you know, you can count on that's the one that. You check the lease and you get those estoppel certificates. So anyway, um, so I don't know that. I'm, I'm, that's going to be my dark, dark, dark horse pull. But that goes against everything that NXT 2.0 does. Maybe Paul Ellery, who used to be a manager with tag teams. Yeah, but it wouldn't suit, man. That, just tell me that it was the Rascals and Paul Ellery. Really, makes no sense to me either. No, right, no, so no, I, no. I hardly doubt it. I hope not. Lord knows that's probably what's going to happen, though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe people can write in and give us their ideas. Right. Um, at hotmail, at the PWC network at gmail.com. 
Maybe Brie Bella, tag team specialist. Please. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> please. Please. The only tag team specialist Brie Bella's got is on her chest. Whoops. <laughs> Zing. But anyway, <laughs> let's right. move on. Okay. Well, Nikki Bella, though. Um, so <laughs> next, next we have Andre Chase representing Chase University against Zion Quinn. Um, and Andre K- Chase is quickly becoming an amusing jobber. Um, I really like the Andre Chase gimmick. I really don't like anything about Andre Chase. I think he's oh, funny looking. I don't weird. like his haircut. He's skinny. He doesn't look, he looks like he'd be the manager of like the electronic section in Target, not even the whole store. Oh, shit. So I, I, I don't get it. Are you I, calling I him a bum, <laughs> Jeff? No, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> calling him a perfectly fine middle-class gentleman. Um, what he doesn't look like is a professional athlete who can kick ass. That's true. I agree. Yeah, you're but, a bum. How dare you, Jeff? How dare you? But speaking of bums, well, not really, but Quinn... I think he's a future star, dude. And I'm not saying that because he's from Australia, even though they don't really acknowledge it. Yes, he's Samoan, but born and bred, born and bred in Australia, in Queensland. He was a big rugby player here. I don't know if you know that, but he was a very well-known rugby player who was actually quite good that decided to retire from rugby to go and chase his dream in, in WWE. Hopefully he's, he's going to be too good looking to be a rugby player. That oh no, he's a rugby player. Yeah. I mean, hey, he had to protect. He's got to protect that face. That's the money maker. Well, speaking of his face, dude, there was some stiff shots in this match. Even after the fact with uh, Legato del Fantasma, man, these guys were freaking yeah, stiffening, but, but, but those, dude. But those guys, they can't reach past his nipples. <laughs> well, yeah, but seriously, there was some stiff shots in this match. I, I, I thought anyway. You talking about with Chase, or you talking about the beatdown afterwards? Both. Yeah. This match was actually this was my least favorite Zion Quinn match. I mean, he he's looked very impressive to me. I like I, I like him a lot. I you know even before it was clear that they were going to make a character out of him, I think he got an upset win over Boa early on. It was sort of a surprise. He sort of ran out afterwards when they were still doing the the TN shot thing. Right. Um, which what the hell happened to that? I mean, where where is Susie Q? I mean, it's like where, what on. happened to that? That just disappeared once Triple H was out of the picture. They don't exist. Yeah, I guess we know who two of the next future endeavors are, are going to be. Oh, um, shame, but it is what it is. But then they were doing like the dancing thing, like he would do dance moves and pivot, like use dance moves as defense, which like was funny once, but twice, like that can't be a gimmick. So at least they're not doing that again. But I don't know. There were there were there were a couple of moves here where they it looked very amateurish. Um, but anyway, Zion Quinn gets the gets a pretty quick win over Andre Chase who's always losing in front of his students. He gets immediately attacked by Legato, and he's sort of beating them up, even though it's two-on-one, and he's backing up, backing up into the corner, and you can see the camera getting closer and closer, you know, a tighter shot on Zion, which tells you something's going to happen. And, yes, Santos hits him from behind. Santos Escobar is back, looking happy. Now it's the three-on-one beatdown. You pan out the camera. Electra Lopez is there, and she says... No one says no to Electra Lopez. So Damn. it's not no one says no to Legado del Fantasma. Now it's no one says no to Electra Lopez. And they leave him laying and she lingers behind and gives him a dirty look. And uh, <laughs> Beth Phoenix says that's the look of a woman scorned. Well, I just want to say this Electra Lopez chick has got 
some nice pair of legs. I won't lie. She looks thick, dude. Is she a tank or what? I mean, she seems like she works out. Yeah, I think she, she's thick. Yeah, I think she's. I think she's got that that power lifter uh, kind, of, kind of build. Yeah, um, I, she sort of is built a little like Dana Brooke before all the work. Yeah, definitely, definitely, maybe even bigger than Dana Brooke possibly because that suit. She looks like she wants to rip out of that business suit. <laughs> shall no, we? She's call supposed it? to look like she wants to rip out. Right, suit. right. Hey, I, what, I'm intrigued by her. I won't lie. I, I like the look of her definitely. No, Nothing sells Rice Krispie treats and, and <laughs> goldfish more than than a thick Latina busting out of her leather vest. <laughs> that is what Whoa. sells Karen Crawford wine. <laughs> Excuse me, Jeff. I don't know what's going into you tonight, but you're killing it, man. Have the I, I just think that you're very easily amused. I have to no, say. No, really. I, 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 I want to. I want to thank you uh, before all the world or the three people who listen to the show oh. that uh, being being part of the the blow off this past week and doing the um, full gear review with you and Silence of the Ams and I love that. the Jargonaut. That was great. That was a lot of fun. That was that was oh that was definitely great, great show, show too. Great show, and that that's pumping our view. We got a lot of feedback. I was talking to the boss man himself as well about it. So um yeah no it's 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 very it was a good show with very which boss man, uh Mr Hamin and I've got some oh. inside thing about Hamin then don't worry if he hasn't gotten back to you it's because he probably hasn't seen it. If he hasn't gotten back to me, it just means because he thinks you suck. No <laughs> <laughs> no no, okay. no. He, he wouldn't be the first one that thinks I no, suck. No no because are you friends with him by any no. chance? Yeah, that's why he has to look in his junk mail pretty much to find I, that message. I know how the, the messenger requests work. It's, right, it's right. just someone like me it's who doesn't get a lot of, you know, unsolicited messengers. <laughs> I'm going to see it right away and then look into it. A busy person, you know, it might take them several days to never to do it. Um, but that's all right. It, it, all, all good things come to those who wait. Speaking of good things and the opposite, we now have the poker showdown. <laughs> and this Duke Hudson poker expert, professional poker player gimmick, which I hate. I didn't like Duke Hudson before. Somehow I like him less now. And all he does is lose at poker, which sort of impeaches the gimmick. I mean, at least build him up to win a bunch first before you start having him lose. Um, he, the, the foil, who's not really the foil, is Cameron Grimes, who should be the mark because he's, because he's a fool with his money. And those two shall uh, surely quickly part not the case Cameron Grimes just keeps getting richer and richer um <laughs> last uh, at last segment which was probably two weeks ago he sort of fell accidentally into a into a flush or a straight flush or a full house something he didn't even know what card he had but it was a, a card that couldn't be beat and he won and the, uh, took the whole party to the moon <laughs> this time he, he knows what he's doing they have they have a big table they have a uh, like a you know, probably like a fashion model there, but pretending to be a card dealer. You can tell she doesn't actually deal cards because she was as slow as molasses. Um, the ring announcer is acting as the sort of the play-by-play on this. And basically the story is predictable. Cameron Grimes wow. has nothing. They're actually showing you like professional poker, the the chances of winning the hand. Right. And, and for a long time, it shows Duke Hudson at 100% Cameron Grimes. <laughs> yeah. 0% Cameron Grimes bluffs. 
Uh, Duke Hudson's like, you're not going to fool me again. I can tell you of the straight. You've got that that look on your face, the same smile you got last week. No, I'm not. I'm going to live to fight another day. I'm going to fold. Cameron Grimes <sighs> like, I didn't know if, even though you could fold. And here are my cards. And and so of course Duke Hudson loses. And because he's a professional poker player, he obviously beats up Cameron Grimes and throw and breaks him through his own poker table. Um, it was a good beatdown, Jeff. You got to give him that. That was pretty good. It, it was a good beatdown. And then he goes into a toolbox to get a hammer. And instead, he elects for a scissors, <laughs> goes into the ring. And I, I guess he gives Cameron Grimes a little bit of a haircut. Well, he should have ta- taken it right off everything beard, hair, and taken it straight to the moon. <laughs> he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't get much, did he? Nah, no, nah, not really. He was just cutting off his split end. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it was not. It was, it, it was, it was, yeah, very, very disappointing all around. Okay. Speaking, speaking of going from bad to worse, we then see Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly in the back, which means they're going to talk to each other. And cool. I immediately fell into a coma. Yeah, um, me too. So, so I don't know what happens next. Honestly, I was falling asleep too. I'm not okay. kidding. Well, I didn't Kyle care about O'Reilly, this match whatsoever. Well, Kyle O'Reilly calls Von Wagner, says, calls him Adam Pierce's bodyguard, and says, I, I saw that. you on SmackDown because right. Adam yes, Von Wagner was for some reason on SmackDown. I I mean, my working theory right now, you know Cal, that Von Wagner is Cal Bloom. Cal Bloom is yes. Wayne Bloom's son. Wayne Bloom was from the uh the Beverly Brothers. And before that, it was sort of like it was like the, the wrecking crew or the demolition yep. crew. That's right. Something. Now you're right. Yep. Right. So with Mike Enos. Right. Mike is mean Mike Enos. So right. my working theory is that mean Mike Enos not only <laughs> knows what happened to the Snuka briefcase, but he actually has possession of the Jimmy Snuka briefcase because that is the only thing that explains what the hell they're why they're putting so much behind Von Wagner. I mean, it's one thing on NXT, but to put him on SmackDown also? Look, uh, let me say one thing. He does kind of look like his dad, right? He, he He's got his height. Looks, He's got his height, definitely. He kind of looks like if the great Kali dyed <laughs> his hair blonde. But you know what? I got another thing. <laughs> That's, that, that would look feral. That would look very ugly. But in saying that... <laughs> well, you said it, not me, but yeah, very ugly. <laughs> Well, well, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but but I just want to say, um, you know what he reminds me of? It's almost like Mike Enos knows a bit too much. You know why? Does it not look like a? It's like almost he went to Wayne Bloom's uh, wife, had an affair, and out came him. Kind of looks like Mike Enos too, bro. Just a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well. All right. Uh, well. Anyway, uh, I. Not sure how that, why would that be blackmailing here? But yes, there's something, there there is something in the background here. He does look like his dad, just a more meaner version maybe. And his dad looked like a prick. I don't remember his dad looking like a caveman. No, not like a caveman. That's different. I mean, that were the Beverly Brothers for Christ's sake. He looks like a Dr. D, David Schultz, Sweet Stan Lane kind of, you know. Stan Lane was more of a pretty boy. Yeah, well, Stan Lane was shorter, but yeah, but the, you know, he, Oh, he just he just sort of looked like one of those, you know, like you, you like a trucker that you you wouldn't yeah, want to fuck with call. kind of guy. Good like call. A, like a 
like a bouncer at a biker bar kind of thing. He looks like a biker for sure, actually, as a matter of fact. I think he's got something to him, though. I can see WWE even thinking the same thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if if they fast-track him to the main roster in the near future. I I think that they should just put a luchador mask on him and... and, and or his gimmick should be that he's deaf and he only uses sign language because <laughs> he, he shouldn't speak. And him and Kyle O'Reilly, I mean, it's like it's like oh, anti-charisma. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anti-charisma. They're fighting two guys who actually could have had potential, but all they have been doing is losing, losing, losing. And that's Briggs and Jensen. Yep. Um, now, I will say this: Briggs sort of like looks like a big version of Joe Gacy, big version of Kevin Owens. Sort of looks like one of those, you know burly guys jensen looks like a big baby he look he's he's got like the kendall windham sam houston kind of <laughs> sam you know. houston kendall windham oh, yeah geez. like he, he needs like a couple of years in the gym before she be up there now he's calling he him chubby is that what you're saying he's not chubby at all he's he's lean <laughs> he's almost too lean and he's got like a like a like a baby like like a schoolboy haircut he's got a no no fat it's good he's got a baby face he doesn't look like a badass but sam houston was you know more on the chunkier side in many ways. Sam Houston was painfully thin. No, no. Yes. Jake the Snake's brother. We're talking about here. Yes. No. You pull no, that up no. on your on your device. No way. Uh, no way. I've got, you know yeah, what? I will. I'll do that right now. As a matter of fact, if you took Jensen out of this gimmick and sent him, you know, just to work out or something, and put Von Wagner with Briggs, <laughs> I could buy them as sort of more the beer swilling country boy get into fight at bars apa sort of uh Mur- murdoch and adonis kind of uh tag team sort of the the dusty um the, the dusty uh al not al perez oh uh manny fernandez kind of you know tough guy terry gordy you know stan hansen kind of slugfest right, right. guys uh jensen i'm just not buying in this role i think that he's miscast i think von wagner's miscast and it's not like Von Wagner's not bad in the ring, but he's not great. It's not like I look at him and go, wow, obviously he's really ready. He's just funny looking uh, and needs to work on his character. Like it's uh, he's he's okay in the ring, but he's he's got he's terrible on the mic. He's got no charisma and he's not good looking. So, I mean, he's like a zero tool player. I mean, he's not wow. even a body guy. It's like everything oh. about him is just okay, and his looks are bad, and his personality is bad. It's it's like if you were in quadrants, he'd be like F, <laughs> F, C, C. Oh, boy. Oh, Jeff, man. Look, F. Charisma <laughs> and promo skill, F. Body, <laughs> give him a C. Ring skill, in ring, give him a C. That is hard. You grade you grade him in those four quadrants. You what's your grades? Well, look, no, it's <laughs> grades. Look, just before I, I grade him, right? I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, so I don't want to grade him right just yet. Like, give him a bit of time, Jeff. Come on now. So you you so you're grading him on a curve. Well, look, if I wasn't giving him the benefit of the doubt, I'd probably agree with you, right? <laughs> how, how many how many letter how many letter grades is your curve? Is it one full letter grade? <laughs> one full letter grade so is your grades then d d b b nah more like a b c c d maybe so and even worse so not because not because i was stupid or anything like that because 
my high school, say for example, was uh, pretty fucked up. You couldn't really learn shit. Put it that way. Okay. If I if I told you, you understand why. But yeah, it was pretty messed up, dude. Put it this way: I went to a high school full of Arabs, and they were all troublemakers. Okay, so think of well, that. I, I didn't realize that you uh, were raised in a refugee camp. Okay, good. well, <laughs> well <laughs> anyway, more particularly, more mostly Lebanese uh, people. Shout out to all my Lebo friends out there. Well, your Lebo friends out there. That's what we call okay. them, yeah, yeah. Were, were anyway. they Phoenicians? No. Well, they will tell you they weren't. <laughs> okay. Were you They'll a Phoenician? Like, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Who knows? Okay. This is all, <laughs> this is all very exciting. Um, <laughs> anyway, Wagner and Kyle get the win over Briggs and Jensen because all Briggs and Jensen do are lose. So for two big country boys that like to fight, they, they lose a lot of fights. Um Backstage, Imperium is mocking Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly in German, saying that they'll never get the tag team titles, which of course means they will get the tag team titles. But I hope Imperium is right because they should not lose the tag team titles to these jabronis. Kyle O'Reilly's contract is coming to an end. And as I said before, see Roderick Strong, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Please be future endeavored. Go. You have, I, I have no idea how you've, you've, you've existed in this business this long. God bless you. If they're going to sign you in AW, God bless them. I, 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 I don't get it. It's, it's like Adam Cole without charisma. Oh man! Look, let me just say, I agree with you on Roderick Strong, though. I've never liked him from years ago in Ring of Honor, in TNA, whatever the fuck. I've just found him just boring and just bland. And Kyle O'Reilly, Red Dragon. That's it. That's all I got to say. It's they're better off. As a tag team, him and Bobby Fischer, although Bobby Fischer's got a bit more character to him, a bit more charisma, actually a lot more charisma maybe even, and he's pretty bland in many ways. But I can take him more serious, if that makes any sense. Well, I don't really like the Chinese red pepper, so when I order the Oof. red dragon, it's a little bit too spicy for me. Jam. So if they if they can make it non-spicy, I like red dragon. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. And usually oh, they're a little man. skimpy on the lobster, if you know. It's they're like, very you know, skimpy. Yeah, so I'm not a big fan of the old Red Dragon. All right. So next we see Indy and Persia Parada in the back. Uh, (laughs) Indy is concerned. Dexter has been taken to a medical facility for treatment. And Persia says, Indy, I got this. Be with your man. We don't know what she's got. We don't, you know, presumably they have a tag team match, but nothing was advertised. Um, And then to clear it all up, they take us to the Lash Legend show. Um, and she is talking about Kaylee Ray, how she's in, interrupting toxic attraction and girl, there's three of them and there's one of you. And then Grayson Waller shows up, walks in, and he, he is now demonstrating his heel character. Uh, you don't need to be one of those guys that DIYs it yourself. The, the work rates and the stars don't matter anymore. He's obviously taking shots at the Dave Meltzer IWC right. land. He's saying, now it's it's not about stars. It's about likes. It's about your social media. The game has changed and I'm in it. There's, you don't need to pay any dues anymore. You just need to, you just need to have followers or something like that. Um, so Grayson Waller, obviously sort of, I would say sort of taking a wrinkle off of the Joe Gacy character, which sort of started a little bit like that way, but was more like the woke internet, the, 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 
the the woke Twitterverse, and he's more like the social media follower, like the you know maybe like more like the uh, I don't know the the Kylie Jenner kind of uh, <laughs> social media kind of right. the, you know, the more the more ostentatious social media kind of game. <laughs> so anyway, he's casual, a, dude. I know. So, so now we see that Persia Parada, in fact, is in a handicap match now against two women who I didn't write down their names. Their names were never spoken. Robert Stone is watching. I guess he's scouting. He did such great things for Aaliyah and got Jessica uh-huh. canceled. Um, <laughs> and this was a terrible match. These are terrible. three people who should be in the match by themselves. At one point, Persia Parada... Uh, has one woman draped over her shoulders. The other woman is perched on the top rope to sort of, you know, you think she's going to jump down, but it's obviously to be like a double Samoan drop move. But, I mean, the woman just climbed on top of the other woman. It's not like Persia Parada picked her up and got her on there. They didn't even try to make it look like it. It it was like kids playing a game. I mean, this was just terrible. The finisher was terrible. Everything about it was terrible. Persia Parada won. Robert Stone clapped big deal exactly right um then we have uh dakota kai she's basically playing broken dakota kai sort of like a little bit like how ali was the broken bride and impact for a while again Absolutely. going back to impact like right before she started teaming with rosemary and what is she now a bunny <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's now a bunny for um, right yeah, continue on sorry about that and, and she's she's almost doing like the Chelsea Green yeah, thing where I see that. yeah the Laurel Van Ness like she she's yep. sort of she's like looking at voices that aren't there and and like her hair is sort of messed and stringy but still it's got that lovely shade of pink. Um, I don't like her like this, dude. To be honest with you, this is stupid in my opinion. And is it true? From what I saw, she was wrestling Vinnie Vegas, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> She was Diesel uh, before that, and now she's Vinny Vegas, dude. I mean, is that a coincidence? At least she didn't ride the motorcycle. <laughs> I mean, that 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 was just awkward. It was so slow and weird. I mean, every time <laughs> NXT does something with a motorcycle, it just looks weird. Yeah, um, I agree. But before we get to the match, Toxic Attraction came out, and Dakota Kai's like, you think you owe me once, you owe me twice. Uh, there's, so there's some sort of alliance there. It was Dakota Kai who helped. Mandy Rose get the belt and the grizzled young veterans come out and they say that some wankers, some tech guys stole the belts and they got them back for, for the ladies and returned them. And the ladies aren't buying it. They're like, yeah, pathetic. And they're like, ew, it smells. What'd you do with the belts? And then, <laughs> then the tall grizzled young veteran says to the short one, I think his name is Blake. He says to Blake, you always hide the lie right next to the truth. Get some every time, you know, again, more of this calm. I mean, it's just, just dumb. Dumb and just stupid. And hurry up and fight these two guys. Seriously. Well, no, hurry up and get released. Yeah. Um, Chiampa promo about integrity, and there's not a lot of integrity in the locker room. Never mind, he'll tell them himself in the ring. And he throws the chair aside, and he's going to go right. to the ring. And we, we get to that point and see K&K Dance Factory doing a vignette about how they love to go to dance festivals and 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 dance and sing. K&K Dance Factory is a name I made up, but it's for Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. I have been calling them K&K Dance Factory for at least a year now. Uh, and now their gimmick is that they go to music festivals and dance. 
So they're, they're ravers, basically, right? And they take all yeah, sorts so of drugs and uh, just go wild. Well, I think it's good, clean fun. I don't think there's any drugs. I think it's just <laughs> good, dancing clean and, fun. And, and fun. Yeah, I think uh, it's just nice. Who goes to these oh. places to have a good, clean, fun time, Jeff? Let's be honest. How would I know? I only go to concerts <laughs> where I'm like one of the youngest people there. I go to like, to see like the, the Moody Blues and the Yellow, Steely Dan, Foreigner. Foreigner. Oh, man. Yeah. The last oh. concert I went to was Foreigner. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not can you? You know, Fleetwood you know, Mac. You know, hey, he, uh, he's good. I like that. I like him, man. I mean, cool. hey. It's all good stuff. I mean, I know I'm going to enjoy the music. And it, this was Foreigner's greatest hits. <laughs> they pay. They played their twelve to fourteen greatest hits. That's, that's it. it. That's Not it. one extra song. They didn't do. They didn't do a bad company song. They didn't do a Boston song. There was no long intermission. That's it. They literally played their greatest hits. Thank you, everyone. Good. <laughs> that, that, that was it. it was exactly what it's advertised. It was like an hour and a half, and I'm like, perfect. <laughs> perfect. I <laughs> hey, Jeff ain't complaining. Yeah. Over at nine thirty, I'm home by ten thirty. Yeah, everything. Everything is yeah. That's a that that's a Jeff special. That's a that is that is the opposite of Von Wagner. That's a plus <laughs> in all in all four quadrants. Oh shit! Anyway, right, right again. Oh right, Nexty. So Ciampa goes to the ring and he calls out you know all the young people. He calls out Carmelo Hayes. He who thinks he's got the A championship. He calls out this Grayson Waller who thinks he doesn't need to pay his dues. What's wrong with paying dues? And he calls. <laughs> He's about to call out uh, Tony D'Angelo, but then he's interrupted by Bron Breaker's music. And Breaker's like, forget about all those guys, Ciampa. You got to look through me. I'm coming after that title. I'm going to run right through you. And Ciampa goes, huh, maybe there's a magical person in this magical truck who can <laughs> who can magically put the footage on from two weeks ago when I beat you? And he shows him that, and he walks away, and, and Bron Breaker smiles, and, you know. Yeah, that's it. You know, uh, I mean, at, at least no one said back of the line, bitch. Though there was a bitch comment in this show yeah. somewhere along the line. Oh, there was I, a I, couple. There was a couple. Yeah. That, that, there, was that's, a, that's, there was a there was a shit too with the rascals. That's when that's when you know a few. That's when you know a few's getting real. That's it, when it's heated. It's up. getting real, bro. It's getting really real. So we have um, Vinny Vegas versus <laughs> um, uh, versus Broken Alley from Impact. <laughs> uh, now that's a match. Yeah, this this was a match. At some point, Dakota Kai pulled the bottom turnbuckle off, um, and at some point, obviously, she flings Gonzalez into it. And they said, "I think she's knocked out," and she immediately gets up. Doesn't even look like her bellows run particularly hard, so that spot was for nothing. For nothing. Kai gets the shovel. She's going to use it, but Gonzalez gets the shovel away from her, and she's about to use it on Dakota Kai. Then she's attacked by Toxic Attraction. It's a 4-1 beatdown. But Cora Jade, who's had some issues with Toxic Attraction, uh, or Dakota Kai, or someone, I don't really know. I don't oh, really I care. don't even know. I mean, this was a freaking mess, this this part. But anyway, continue. Yeah. I mean, they could hire Roxy from, from Ring of Honor, and, you know, and then they'd have their 19-year-old replacement and get rid of this one who's trying to do a skateboard chick thing, which is, you know, Darby Allen did not come become Darby Allen just because he was on a skateboard. Um, <laughs> but she's like like a character from the Rugrats or something. Or, or oh, one of those. Definitely. That's a good call, actually. It's ridiculous. But she comes out to help, but it's still four on two. We hear Zoe Stark's music, and in fact, Zoe oh. Stark comes out on a crutches. She 
gestures to her brace. Yeah, I can't do anything about it. But then, oh, so unpredictable. Io Shirai's music comes out. She grabs a crutch and even sings out with a crutch. Jade uses the skateboard. The faces stand tall after using weapons because that's what faces do. Absolutely, Io, that's what faces do, Jeff. Don't you know? Yes, of <laughs> <Come> course. <laughs> and Io Shirai yells, War Games. <laughs> and then you know what I thought that was saying? What? You know, it sounded like boring chants for a second, and then I realized it was actually War Games. The fans, <laughs> when they were chanting, I'm thinking, are they really chanting boring? That's, that's harsh. And then Io Shirai's like, War games and then i got it (laughs) (laughs) you would have thought it was the other way around right you would have thought i would have understood the fans but it is what it is (laughs) no i i I understand it was it was i mean they have to start building some war games at least they're trying to do something to establish teams uh you know yes or otherwise they'll be in that survivor series fix where they have to sort of manufacture all this nonsense a a month before well um can i ask you jeff before we continue like uh what do you think of aya shirai still being in nxt do you think it's a weird thing that she's uh still there like wouldn't you think she'd be on the main roster by now what's it left for her to do i do that i i don't understand i mean Six or seven months ago, if you told me there would be this number of releases, I wouldn't be surprised. But the people who were released have shocked me. I thought I understood what they were trying to do. I thought they were trying to go back to the land of the giants, but they release Bray Wyatt, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Braun Strowman. I mean, this goes back to confusion last year, releasing Eric Rowan, AOP. Um, yeah, the giant they keep is Shanky. Come on, oh, I mean, the least giant I think I've ever seen. And I hate to say it, and shout out to all my Indian listeners or, or or friends out there, but come on, Indians just do not look intimidating. I'm sorry, I don't care how big they are. Maybe Great Khali, but uh, everyone else, oh, nah. Great Khali looked plenty intimidating. I think Jinder looks intimidating. He's ugly. Jinder, yeah, well, yeah. Look, Jinder, all right. I can't. It's just maybe me. I can't take indians too serious i don't know man in canada it seems like they're all gangsters though the canadian well, indians apparently it looks like you have overtaken the lead in the racist olympics oh, <laughs> oh, come on i'm not trying to be racist i'm being serious dude Did come on cover this when you say i'm not trying to be racist okay sorry i'm not and the being fact that you're being and the fact that you're being serious doesn't help it any <laughs> i've said it on multiple shows before I just don't, uh, is that being racist right. if I I've can't said take it on multiple shows before? No, but I don't really, like anyone that doesn't look like me. <laughs> oh my god, man! Let's be honest; it's the perception, right? It's just the perception of, and I'm sorry, but most Westerners probably think that way too. I mean, it is what it is. The views of Jimmy Jimmy T does not represent the Pro Wrestling Coalition <laughs> or any persona he may have. He's I a lawyer. Find it, I find <laughs> that the non-Westerners look, look just as intimidating as Westerners. Maybe even more so in some cases. Who knows? I didn't say non-Westerners. I just said a specific region of non-Westerners. All right. Not so all in other words, in other words, you're for the British recolonizing India because it'll oh. be. Is that, is that your position? Can um, you go on the record with that? No, it doesn't matter. I don't care about their positions. I'm just saying, so, so, like, 
so Indians are a bunch of pussies and you could take them all yourself probably. Like if we dropped you into the middle of India, like you could you, you could probably take out like 400 million of them before one of them got a lick on you, right? <laughs> You're going to get me biffed by a bunch of Indians. But anyway, yes, I do feel that I way. I hope so. <laughs> I do feel that way. I'll be honest. I, I, I hope they throw you into a sack full of cobras. <laughs> oh, fuck that. I'll die from a heart attack before I get bitten. Believe me. But no, 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 but for real, if she was something like Shanky, okay, he's a big guy. But if I got biffed by a little guy, you'll never see my face again. If it's the Bollywood Boys Sing Brothers, I get you. Oh, you'll never see my face again. And I bet you right. they could beat me up anyway. I, You know what? I, I, If there's a booking available, I'm going to book them to do just that. <laughs> Come down to a share, boys. Come on. Yes. Yeah, I'm challenging yeah, I, both of you. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to pay for this. I'm, I'm going I'm to book I'll remember it. remember that. To, to be, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not paying you. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm going to find out where you live from sources. I'm going to book them. I'm going to send them down there to, to to beat you up, and and I'm going to defilm it. Oh, sounds like a kinky sort of. Uh... Anyway, let's move on, Jeff. I don't know what floats your boats, but... Uh, <laughs> nah, man. I don't float that way, that's for sure. But anyway, Jeff, forget what I just said. don't float at all. I don't float at all, man. I'm just... Well, then again, if I jump in the water and by the way I look right now, I might be floating. Okay, good. <laughs> does, I think, does that cover it, Jeff? I think we've pretty much covered everything, right? Yeah, we covered NXT. We, I think we offended everyone on in the world. The only thing we <laughs> no. didn't argue for is more global warming. So yes, this show supports global warming. Absolutely. Um, and and Russia, please invade Ukraine. We're definitely for that. So now we've covered <laughs> it. <laughs> you talk about me being racist. Why do you want Russia to invade Ukraine, Jeff? If, I don't. It's just other- it's just oh. we've done everything else wrong on this show. Well, they have. Yeah. They have invaded Ukraine anyway. <laughs> I mean, further. It- they're making further further inroads. And then China, Taiwan is totally yours. They have no business even claiming <laughs> autonomy. Oh shit. Anyway, anyway, yeah, this is uh The Red Dragon needs to reform. That's what Jimmy <laughs> said earlier. That's what he was to- that's what he meant when he was oh, talking, was about, talking about Carl earlier. O'Reilly and Bobby. No, he Fish. wasn't. He's lying. China, that was that was Jimmy saying, he'll handle India, don't worry. He's got your back. Xi Jinping, Jeff Lipman. Yeah. Jimmy, <laughs> right. Jimmy T has the Western Front. He's got you covered. He'll, the he'll take care Front. of those pesky Indians. China, you, you take back what's yours. I don't mind Indians, man. I've got plenty of Indian friends, but I'm just saying. I know, because you can beat them all up. You're, not, you're just not intimidated by their little sissiness. <laughs> You're putting words in my mouth now. I'm going to get biffed by a whole bunch of it. Anyway. Cute, cute little cucumber. Cute little curry people. Oh, so nice. <laughs> oh, man, I hate curry, just quietly. Well, I just want to say I don't like obviously it. Obviously, you hate everything about the, the poor. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like their food. I'm not going to lie, man. I don't like Papa Don's. Oh, sorry, no. Papa Dom's. This this hate of yours does it extend to like Bangladesh? Does it? I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, I knew. Does it go go into Pakistan too? Possibly, possibly. Possibly. Although Pakistanis could blow me up. So does it? Does it? Well, so can Indians. Does 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 it end with? Does it stop with the Himalayas? I mean, is (laughs) is that what happens? Like only that region, that whole sub-Indian region. 
like and th does it like right where like the hindu patch like right where alexander was okay is that where the, it starts to get good again and and then the himalayas <laughs> and outside that's where it gets good it gets okay. once you hit china right which is pretty much just after the himalayas there just it's all good so you you tell me pre-show which is the good stand again which stand is the good stand <laughs> the rest could all fuck the rest can all go fuck themselves which which was the good stand again no comment was it was a Kurdistan? Uh, <laughs> was it was it Uzbekistan that you that you liked, or was, or was or it uh, Tajikistan? It was Tajikistan. I knew it was that you Tajikistan. Only liked That's and right. Can fuck, and the rest can all fuck. That all the stands <laughs> can get I, fucked. I said it right you'll, here. You'll, you'll kick their asses too anytime. <laughs> Every any single one. Every, Every single, single one. one. Nah, nah. Look, once nah, he's I done with Andy, he's he's, go, he's coming out for you. <laughs> Hey, Tajikistan. But not Tajikistan. Tajikistan is cool with Jimmy T. Tajikistan the T stands for Tajikistan. Jimmy Tajikistan. <laughs> it sounds like Jimmy Tajiki almost. But anyway, yes, shout out to all my Tajikistan uh, listeners out there, which is probably zero. Nevertheless. Now it is. <laughs> well, we haven't broken into Tajikistan, although I do have some Kazakhstan listeners, believe it or not. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah. Well, absolutely. that means I do too. Right, absolutely. Well, it's both of our shows. So, shout-outs to Saudi Arabia, China, Cayman Islands. I don't know why you guys are listening to me, because I don't want no drugs. Uh, no money laundering. There. Yeah. Well, you know, Cayman Islands are big a series of shell and holding companies. <laughs> it can only be traced to someone named... Oh, well, that blew my Chris mind. Ah, uh, is that AMBS like bullshit in the morning you're saying there, uh, Jeff? That's the one, or lambs without the L. That's right. That's exactly right. And if you want to listen to him, you can find us on the Wednesday Night Skirmish and also at the Hamin Media Network with Uncaged for Rampage. Wow. Yes. Rampage Uncaged. Now, Jeff, so actually, actually, I'll yep. talk to you off the air about that. But, um, I, well, I think, does that cover everything? Do we have any news? It's been a slow day pretty much, too. Yeah, well, we we've declared war on several several regions of the world. It's the uh, Indian subcontinent. That's that's about it, you know. Shout out to all you. <laughs> no man, yep. we're only joking. We're only joking. Well, I'm joking. I don't know about Jeff, but I am not. I was just interpreting <laughs> what I heard you say. That's all. Oh well, in saying that, Jeff, I'm <laughs> Jimmy T. Actually, no. Before I let us go, tell them where they can find you, man, because you do a, a lot of good things, including the Garden Doom. And the Hammerlock Hangover. So tell them where they can find you, Jeff. The Garden of Doom and the Hammerlock Hangover. <laughs> Garden, Garden of Doom is a non-wrestling podcast. You can find it right here on the PWC. You can also find it right here on the Atmark Media Network. Uh, you can also just find the Garden of Doom also on the Wrestling Soup Network, by the way. Um, it is, if you're a fan of Jimmy T and you follow his work on CryptoCast, it's sort of a little bit like CryptoCast. Um, you know, but I think it's more guest driven and more um, elegant. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, you know, but, yeah, but I can't beat up an entire subcontinent by myself. So, well, well, I'll be there for you, Jeff. It's yeah, right. if, if, if I bring, I can the beat event, them all if up. I, if I bring the other three pillows, it's over. <laughs> That's right, it's over. Dead. Yeah. That's it. Gone. Uh, Twitter <laughs> at Icarusfell MD. Um, Hammerlock Hangover is a wrestling podcast, also on those same networks. It's with my partner, Big Daddy Cool, Stephen Pena. Yeah, that's and, the uh, you, Yeah. At H O is our Twitter, and both Garden of Doom and Hammerlock Hangover have Facebook pages. We are more than happy to interact, and I don't mind being dragged into fights. I, I sort of enjoy <laughs> it. 
<laughs> well, he sticks up for you, my friend. That, that that's the truth. He he actually always does. Well, he he actually should need more help than I do. He's because he's a complete Vince Mark. He he asked me to describe him last week on Hammerlock Hangover as to his markdom. I said, "You are the bone marrow to Vince's." What? <laughs> well, I, I didn't tell you my Odyssey Jones story. So, oh yes, and I was meant to remind you about that. So we're not going just yet. So please, Jeff, please tell our listeners. And myself. So this is probably this is probably a week ago Wednesday, and this is just an example of me getting into trouble without trying to get in trouble. Slash, depending on how you interpret it, a wrestler being very thin skinned. Right. So, in in my time in this world, I have never seen one of the wrestlers from the big promotions actually promote another sort of major promotions card in right. full, like the poster and full card. Uh, they support oh, each other all the time. So, you know, you see Liv Morgan saying she's so proud of Ruby Soho. You saw, you know, you saw the, you see condolences, you see congratulations, Adam Page, you see some banter back and forth. But I've never seen someone say before, hey, support this guy and check this out. And they include the entire car yeah. in, in the tweet. So Odyssey Jones tweets uh, in support of his friend, EJ and Duca, the judge. Um, and uh, and puts, you know, and, and tags MLW Fusion and, and puts in the whole MLW Fusion card, the whole, their official card that you would see on their website, the same thing. So I respond and I'm the first one to respond. I'm like, oh, that's really cool or something like, oh, it's a really, that's really nice of you to do. And I agree. The judge is great. And I do. I, I've, I've had, you know, uh, neutral to positive communications with the judge only. And right. he's one of the, the few wrestlers that I followed at that point. Not for any particular reason. I follow a lot of the wrestlers who get released from WWE just to see where they land and, you know, what indie shows they're doing because I figure that they'll be on some of the bigger shows or it's, it's just, you know, it, it keeps me sort of in touch without having to follow 200 wrestlers. Absolutely. Um, You're doing the right thing, man. So I so then I, I also said, but is it okay for you to do that? Meaning you, Odyssey Jones, I mean, you know, aren't you a little bit worried? Maybe this isn't the the smartest thing to do um right now so not Ossie jones he doesn't respond he, he as a matter of fact he never responded he never he never said anything any, right. afterwards um ej and duca who does know me now he doesn't know me know me but like he like he knows he, of like, you. Has, he knows who you are right right like he's he he knows that like uh, like i ordered a contra shirt and didn't come and he's like that's because i threw it out um you know <laughs> st- stuff like that because he's feuding with contra um wow. I assume I'm in that that supply chain backlog. Uh, anyway, so he responds, are you being serious right now? And I said, yeah, I am being serious. I mean, you see what that company does and what they release people for and how petty they can be. I'm a little bit worried that the young guy doing, I've never I've never seen anything like that before. I'm a little right. bit you know, concerned for a young guy doing that, that he might be hurting his career. And he sends back to me, mind your own business. He <laughs> said, well, he posted it on public Twitter, so he sort of made it everybody's business. So I, said, so I said, but now you've shown me who you are, so I'm going to unfollow you, which I proceed to do. I unfollow him. I don't block. You know, I probably have blocked four people or whatever, but I unfollow yeah. people or I mute people every now and then. Not, not a whole lot. I have pretty thick skins, just there's some that are just too annoying. Right, and I'm right. sure plenty of people feel the same about me, and that's fine. Um, then I, I get back from him. Asterix now, N-O-W. 
And okay. usually when you do asterisks with a word, it means it's like you're correcting a typo. So I look back in the chain and there's no now and nothing's misspelled. And I'm like, what do you mean now? And I'm like, I know what happened. He needs to have the last word, doesn't he? So I push on his avatar and sure enough, it says I'm blocked. So, so, oh, wow. I so he's like, you didn't unfollow me. I blocked you. Oh. You, didn't, you don't quit. I fired you. So, oh. so, so EJ Induka, six foot eight, built like, you know, Hercules and thin skin baby only because I was worried about his friend who in that company could have easily gotten himself released or, or at least on thin ice for doing something like and that. More than likely like, we'll get future endeavored for it. Maybe if he does it again, I, I'm sure, um, you know, and, uh, you know, and listen, you can support your friends in private and you can all, you can, and he could say, Hey, check out the, the judge of this Twitter and follow him to see all the great things he's doing, but posting the actual MLW card, unless there is a secret working relationship between MLW and WWE, which has been rumored or talked about in the past. I mean, it's a little strange that Sean Devari is a producer for WWE and still is officially a Contra member. That's true. I mean, that's true. I mean, yeah, maybe there is something to it. I mean, look who owns MLW and look at the history with him in WWE. So, yeah. It's a little strange that Hammerstone's shirt is the color scheme and the letter scheme of Hulkamania and WWE sent cease and desist for doing a too sweet symbol <laughs> to, right, to right. the Young Bucks. Um so maybe there is like this kind of carve out that MLW is safe. That's okay. But I mean, I don't know that I wouldn't assume that. And again, I've well, never seen it before. Court Bauer has said recently, like apparently MLW is leaking a lot of money, dude. Apparently. Right. What I heard they're doing okay. I heard otherwise, but I don't know. But anyway, I don't know what's true, what's not, but that's just what I heard. So it wouldn't surprise me if WB and Vince McMahon in particular is kind of funding him like he did with ECW back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I wonder sometimes too if maybe WWE might be like a minor investor in there or might be floating as well. But we haven't seen a lot of MLW people matriculate to WWE. If anything, That's true too. We, we see the other way around. And frankly, more MLW people go to AEW than to WWE. So, I mean, I'm not seeing, aside from Davari and the Hammerstone shirt, which, you know, maybe WWE is just like, we don't care, you know. Hammerstone will end up in WWE in the future. So will Jacob Fatu. You know what I mean? Well, you think. Jacob Fatu should have been there a long time ago, in my opinion. But Hammerstone, I'd love to see him in AEW with MJF again and have his little crew sort of back. That would be pretty cool like his original crew. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I don't want to get, I didn't really want to get into fancy booking on the whole thing, but yeah, it's just, it's, it was, it's just, just an example of another wrestler being thin skinned or me stumbling backwards into trouble. But in this case, I was actually had good intentions. I mean, I'm trying to protect a young guy against himself. Yeah. These guys are just marks for themselves, man. Like that's all, that's all it is. You know what I mean? They just want to, be righteous, and, and and it makes me laugh. It amazes me how professional wrestlers can be such thin-skinned people that it's ridiculous. Even if you give them shit, they can't help but have to respond to it. You know what I mean? It could be by somebody that's got three followers, literally, right? And they have to respond to that person with three followers. Like, really? Just f forget it, man. Well, that brings us to Cody, doesn't it? Who, uh, well, 
Why? Great. I'm glad you brought that up because hasn't he uh, turned off his Twitter account apparently? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I brought it up because, yeah, apparently he has disabled his Twitter account, which is, I guess, different than deleting it. It's, it's just it's inactive. Right. Um, and then somebody said, I heard it was because of uh, porn bots. I'm like, <sighs> isn't that called the internet? Isn't an internet? Yeah. What's, a porn, what's a porn bot and where can I get <laughs> what are you talking about um i i don't i have no idea um all i know is that it's 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 amazing that he deletes it as soon as he's getting all of this hate publicly you know and being booed on, on you know this big pay-per-view where he's supposed to be the face yeah i don't know I, the bucks did the same thing i mean at yeah. one stage they're getting a lot of heat what do they yeah. do we're christian as bucks suddenly right <laughs> Which is fine, but don't 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 make yourself an executive and make yourself the front the the front person of the the, the company. I mean, can you imagine Triple H or Nick Khan ever doing? <laughs> nah, it? They just, no they way. They're thick-skinned people. Yeah, no, exactly. The They're not going to respond to a jabroni like me. You exactly. Know, why, why you, you can call Triple H a cocksucker, all sorts of things, right? And he would not even block you, even if you read it. No, he's not. They have people who handle it. And they, you I know, think the problem, so these, too, these right. folks handle their own social media. And if they have someone handling it, it's the chief brandy officer. Yeah, no, you're right. That's true. Facts. It is what it and is. And Pharaoh. <laughs> and Pharaoh. <laughs> What's happened to that dog, actually? Uh, apotheosis. They're, they're, <laughs> they're being buried in the Great Pyramid of Carfu. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him around in a while. You know what I'm saying? So. Right now, uh, he's posing for a Sphinx, uh, Sphinx <laughs> sculpture. There, they're making one that's going to be about uh, thirty feet high and ninety feet long. Oh, interesting. I, I like the Sphinx. The Sphinx, even though it's a bit of a that's a, that's, a, that's for another show anyway. That's for Garden of Doom, folks. I don't know if you've Absolutely. spoken about the Sphinx, like in depth. We we I, I spoke about Egypt uh, and a fair right. amount on the Sphinx camp, but not the not the Sphinx uh, with uh, specificity. We will. We'll get there eventually as, as we get through sort of the bigger topics well, and go through sort of. Can I make a, a kind of request for Garden of Doom before sure, we go? Sure. sure I course. want one on Atlantis and where Atlantis really is because I know where Atlantis is. Well, then you don't need a show, do you? I'm ta- I keep forgetting. Have I showed you? I think I have showed you in the past. Yes, the the recat structure. I know. Right. You are telling me that's not that's not likely it. I am not one to believe that there was an Atlantis. Just like ah. I don't think there was an Eden. Or I don't Utah. know about Eden, but I, I, Atlantis. I think there was one. I I believe that Atlantis is has is an archetype, an amalgam of a number of cities or civilizations that were pre-diluvian they were probably at like sort of athens like technology just you know ten thousand years earlier okay yeah well if you dig even deeper into that hole into that rabbit hole i'm telling you jeff you'll be you'll be convinced well, I, I I know what you think, but I, I also I mean I know Plato's description. I know well his of the description Atlas is Madeline's exactly and- right. I mean, it fits into his description. You can't dispute that, really. The Pillars of Hercules is right where just below Spain and Portugal. Well, yeah, I mean there is a little problem with it, and that is Atlantis was an island, and the recat structure is right there in Algeria. 
Right there, right there in the right there in the meat of, of Northwest Africa. <laughs> right, but now keep in mind, if I had the rings right now, yeah, it's all land mass and and no water. But there mm-hmm. is evidence that there was water in ring formation around that that spot, man. Well, sure, I mean, that's were, a fact. There were, there were floods. I mean, that's that's the thing. Uh-huh. But uh, I mean, but even in the myth of Atlantis, they they had a war with people in the east that they lost to, and also in the myth of Atlantis, they came to a stalemate with Athens. So oh, yeah, that's true too. So so it's not like they were like you know this alien superpower. No, nah, no, nah, I don't believe that bullshit. That's just straight up bullshit. But anyway, look, <laughs> welcome to the Garden of Doom, folks. Welcome to the Garden of Doom. <laughs> right. Indeed. Welcome to the Garden of Doom. May, may you be trapped in our quicksand. Well, that's it. So that was a little impromptu thing. Maybe we should get into that. Uh, like I said, I want you to really look deep into it. That's what I want. And I want you to do a show does about it, it. Does it sound like I have not looked deep into it? <laughs> Maybe not deep enough, Jeff. Oh, okay. Maybe not yeah. deep enough. <laughs> so you just want me to end up coming to your conclusion? No, no. No, no, no. I'm interested to know exactly. You know what? I don't know who's a good guest host for this subject, but you got to get an expert on this. You know what? Maybe. You know, I have had Christine Meyer who speaks to Toth, Toth the Luminary. She has not identified him as Toth the Atlantean. Well, I have I have heard some of your shows about Atlantis, but not particularly all about Atlantis. But you guys touching on it, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I haven't gotten to just Atlantis yet, but I mean, and, and I probably should at some point because it definitely fits it. But first of all, I feel like there's a, plenty of content about Atlantis out there in the universe. But also, I just said, well, I don't think Atlantis was a place. I think that I think that it was just a name picked for a type of place that there were probably 15, 20 of these cities around like Lemuria or Mu, like uh, like in the South Pacific, I, I mean, uh, in the South America. And I think that there were cities like this, there were, uh, that there was, you know, there were these civilizations that were pre-Diluvian and, you know, in, in, in the Eurocentric world, Atlantis is the survival myth. In your part of the, the world, Lemuria or Mu is, is the, the survival. Well, wow, I've, I've looked into that too, in my part of the world, which is quite intriguing, actually. But also, I want you to look into another thing about Polynesian people and where they really come from. Okay. Look into that because there's, a, I don't know if I've told you that, but there's a few things that fit funny with that too, but... That's for another well, time. Well, well, why do I need to look into it if you have the answers? You could just come on the show and you could... You well, could you never invite you. me, Jeff. You never invite me. Well, <laughs> I've never I had an invitation. You, I think you know why that is. <laughs> why is that? No, really. Why? Because I swear too much or... No. Well, no. <laughs> I've been actually quite good today, you, <laughs> to be you, honest. You, well, apparently, you behave better around me. Fuck. Um, oh, <laughs> it's 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 sort of hard to wrangle you down to a time, and I, okay, you know, I, do, right. that, I do that show on a schedule. So. I promise you, I won't let you down if you ever ask me to get on there. I promise. I won't even be late. I'll prove you wrong. You'll be surprised well, you know with you, what I know. You pick, you pick you pick a date and time and consider yourself booked. I guess I don't know when I'll air it, but <laughs> I'll record it and keep it. All right. How about we do I, an impromptu show? Air it. I just don't know when I'll air it. That's I mean, I right. have. A, I always have about nine extra shows recorded. I like that. I like how you pump them out like that because then you're always like free. But anyway, I think our listeners are really starting to think what the hell's going on over here. So <laughs> sorry about the non-wrestling talk, but 
before we go, I just want to say please like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you'll find not just my shows, but also Jeff Lippman's shows. Also, please like and subscribe at atmarkmedia.com where once again you can find both of our shows. And please like and subscribe at hameenmedianetwork.podbean.com. So in saying that, Jeff, I think we're going to take we're going to take it home. I'm Jimmy T. He's Jeff Lippman. You're listening to the PwC Tuesday Night Conflict 2.0 right here on the PwC Network and at, at markmedia.com. Peace. Stay evil, my friends. Yeah. Once again, it's sound in this motherfucker. About some shit that never took flicks And what you see is what you get, that's what he told me I beat it in his pose, exposed to fucking phony I'm getting riches so they claim to be my homie With them bitches they be speaking down on me Hey, it's getting drastic, gunning niggas down cause they plastic Speak on the cheek and get that ass kicked It's just inside a casket Ripping this shit like it's my motherfucking last hit Hey, ain't wonder why niggas nothing nice And every time I bust a nut I fuck for Tyson Cause I know the real on the bitch She got the stitches just to get them niggas rich I pray to God that the bitch don't get no dick and got a nigga screaming, fuck that bitch, bitch, bitch. Yeah.